Welcome back to episode 6 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into True Tears, released in 2008 by Studio PA Works. It has 13 episodes and only comes in a sub, there is no dub for this series. So how I discovered True Tears is if you listened to my last review, you know I wanted to get better at reading subtitles by using romance stories I wouldn't care about to practice with. Then I ended up actually loving Toradora, so I wanted to see if that was just a fluke because Toradora was so good, or if romance animes are something that I truly enjoy. I also wanted to continue practicing reading sub, so True Tears having 13 episodes felt like the right choice, just in case it wasn't good, I wouldn't have to suffer through 25 episodes. But I ended up really liking True Tears, and I thought I was getting good at this point at following the story while reading subtitles, but as I'm going to discuss later on, that actually wasn't the case, I was still overlooking quite a bit. True Tears follows Shinjiro Nakagami, an artistic high school student who lives with his family and his childhood friend slash crush, Hiromi Uesa, who began living with Shin's family a year before the story starts, after her father passes away. Shin and Hiromi's fathers were best friends, so he takes her in as one of his own. Shin then meets Noe Isarugi, the weird girl at school who places a curse on him after he finds her up in a tree. And this is where our love triangle and story begin. As mentioned, Shin is interested in art, which seems to be a point of contention with his mother. And as we follow the story, we see Shin's not a very decisive person. Does he want to be with Hiromi? Does he like Noe? This could have been a one episode show if Shin just said, Hey family, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to date Hiromi, and I'm not doing the dance at the cultural festival. And I know Shin's reason for why he didn't want to dance is because he didn't want the pressure of being compared to his father, but his excuse of like, oh, I'm not a good dancer, it's like, dude, there wasn't even six moves in that dance, and the amount you guys practice, like, it's not a big thing. <laughs> Noe is always telling Shin that he has the potential to fly, and my interpretation of this is that like he could excel and flourish if he stopped letting unnecessary things hold him down. We had the parallel of the roosters in the coloring book. There was always an excuse to why the rooster wouldn't fly. He was going to do it tomorrow or he was too hungry. And I didn't really care for the rooster side story, like the comparison. I mean, the images in the book were really beautifully drawn, like they were cool. But the whole like metaphor, I didn't really care about that throughout this entire series. But what I took away from it was Shin just needs to decide what he wants and put serious effort into attaining it. As for Shin's character design, his outfits are deadly. He looks cool in the high school uniform, and then he pulls off the black turtleneck at home. He looks like a damn secret agent. And a highlight for him would be in the first episode when he accidentally walks in on Hiromi in the bathroom, and then he goes up to his room and he grabs the, the box of tissues. I thought they were going in a completely different direction with that one, but uh, him just making it into a rooster was cool. And this may be a weird thing to notice, but the characters in this show have some of the most realistic hair I've ever seen in anime. Especially like Shin and Noe. Most anime characters have like the spiky hair and you see the dark lines drawn through to like be separate strands of hair. But there's none of that in the show. Everything like the hair was really well drawn. So then we get to Noe. She's a really weird girl. And I think we all had that oddball person in our school growing up. But from her singing goofy songs, putting curses on people. At one point she licks Shin's face out of nowhere when she shows up at his dance class. Unannounced by the way. But putting all that aside, she also has an amazing knack for reading people. She sees potential in Shin within moments of meeting him. 
She also sees right through Hiromi's fake attempt to befriend her, like instantaneously, she just knew it wasn't genuine. Even though it didn't last long, I enjoyed Noe and Shin as a couple a lot more than I thought I would. I thought they were a cute couple, but I was still pulling for Hiromi. I didn't want Noe to be heartbroken in the process of him getting with her. And I feel like the show delivered on that, like him not choosing Noe at the end, it didn't crush her. But I will say Shin didn't have to start singing the I Love Hiromi song as Noe's walking away on crutches. Like that was just putting salt in the wound a little bit there. Overall, I feel Shin was mature in the way he broke things off with Noe. Like towards the end, she was acting like someone who needed professional help. She hurt herself by jumping out of the tree when we've seen her get down before without help or injury. And I was for sure she was going to sacrifice that chicken at the end. Like just throw him out to sea and let him drown. Thank God she didn't. But uh, and just a random piss off is no way refused to look at the picture book. So Shin starts destroying it at the beach. And then she decides, oh, okay, I'll read it. And I was so angry because he put so much effort into that book. And then when she wouldn't read it, he starts like folding it and crumpling it. So then when she does come say, okay, I'll read it. It's like, could you not have done this half an hour ago? It's pretty much wrecked now. So Hiromi as a character, she is smart, beautiful. She's an athlete. She's looked very highly upon by all her peers. But what I love is she's still very much a kid. One of my favorite moments is the second when she moves out and she's living on her own. She has a popsicle for dinner. Live long the stupidity of youth. <laughs> And as for the relationship between Hiromi and Shin, I always wanted them together. Not that I didn't like Shin and Noe's dynamic, but Hiromi is the one that he likes from the beginning. He addresses that very early on. There was no need for like a 10 episode arc before you realize she's the one for you. Like you always had romantic feelings for her. I also enjoyed their backstory of them holding hands, both walking with the one sandal when uh, Hiromi had lost hers. Like it was very sweet. Rewatching this to make the review has shown me that I'm going to have to brush up on every series because there were so many things I missed on my initial watch through. And this is most likely due to me still getting used to subtitles. I thought the first time around Hiromi did genuinely like Jun, but now I see that she lied to her friend about liking him and not just to get her friend off her back, but it was because she had the knowledge Shin could potentially be her sibling. And if that information ever got out to people, Everyone would think that she liked her brother, bringing shame to the family and all that, so she lied. Unfortunately for her, Shin overheard the whole thing, so then she has to double down and really rub it in his face the entire way home, which just absolutely crushed Shin. You could just see it while he was walking. So during my second watch through, I see her trying to tell Jun a few times on the date that she doesn't actually have feelings for him, but she just keeps getting cut off. I completely missed that on my first watch through. So when Hiromi does drop the you may be my brother bomb to Shin, everything became so clear on why it seemed like she was suppressing her feelings for him the whole first half of the series. It was extremely well done. And a quick highlight, the music playing during that scene where she tells Shin about them possibly being related, it was really impactful and I usually don't notice music, but it really stood out to me in this moment. And the music in general in this series was great. The background piano reminded me of something out of Zelda's Majora's Mask. So then we get to Miyokichi Nobus. Most every protagonist has an annoying best friend who gets no girls. And the only reason we ever see them hanging around is because they beg the protagonist to bring them along to certain events. But Miyokichi was different. I didn't find him annoying in the slightest. He was so casual, always wearing his hoodie under his school jacket. Just a laid back, chill dude. And he is an amazing best friend and an even better boyfriend. But let's start out with him being a friend. He's always riding Shin about going after Hiromi and not squandering the opportunity of them living under the same roof. When Jun does actually ask Hiromi out on a date, 
He recognizes the pain that that hit Shin with and like he immediately checks in on his well-being. There's one day he's about to call out to Shin after school, but he sees that he's walking with Hiromi and he just shuts his mouth instantly. He let his man work. There was no rooster blocking out here from Miyokichi. That's a good wingman right there. And did you see what I did? Rooster blocking, wingman. Come on. Rooster parallels up in this anime. As much as a good friend as Miyokichi is, this man is an even better boyfriend to that mutt Ayako. I hate her with all my soul and we're going to get into it. Miyokichi tells her how beautiful she is. Compliments her cooking, so considerate, buys her favorite snacks, wants to use his hard-earned money from picking rice. In full disclosure, I don't know the process behind how rice is collected, but I can't imagine it's easy work. But he wants to buy her something nice with that money. What does he get in return for his effort? She only holds his hand out of pity after jumping away from him. She only knits him a sweater after he had to ask for it, and then she's moody about doing it. And to top it all off... The whole time she's in love with his best friend and she never wanted to date him in the first place. He is so kind and all she does is toy with him. He looked absolutely broken when she tells him that she bought the new sweater because Shin liked it. He even commented like she did that it was plain for her style. Like once again he notices the small details about her personality and she just does not care about him in the slightest. But we gotta give credit where credit is due. Shout out to Shin for shutting her down. After she kissed him, he was like, yo, you're the homie's girl, so I'm going to do you a solid and pretend that didn't happen. He's a good friend back to Miyokichi. Then when the relationship ends, Miyokichi being the stand-up guy he is, he never blames Shin for what happened because he knows it wasn't his fault. Bros before useless anime girls who don't deserve happiness. Then Ayako can't even leave him alone. As we see, he has a very difficult time letting her go, even when he knows she has no interest in him. And after everything, she calls like, oh, let's start over as friends. And Miyokichi goes right back to simping. It's like, no, dude, you are a king. You deserve better. He should have cut her off for good. I wanted to see something happen between him and Noe when he went to ask about having a curse placed on him so he wouldn't be in love anymore. I felt some chemistry between them, and I wish they would have explored and set that up. So then we get to Jun, who's also Noe's older brother and Hiromi's fake crush. Once again, I'm not going to lie, my first watch through, I didn't see any of the signs. I thought Jun had a strong brotherly love towards Noe because it was like only him and her, the mom wasn't around, the rest of the family's gone, and I thought he was invested in her happiness because she's kind of like an odd duck and he thought being with Shin would give her joy. So during the scene where he starts to tell her about how he feels, seconds before I was like, wait, no, 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 and then bam, it hits you, and I was like, no, 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 I'm done. I was so angry. It's like, I didn't I didn't see the signs at all. Watching it back for the second time, I see the subtle hints. I see him caressing her face while he's putting on her bike helmet, letting her hug and hang off of him. Like most brothers would be like, oh, get off me, loser. But this sicko, he just lets it happen. I was really mad at myself for not catching that. So then we get to Shinchiro's mom, which is a tragedy because his mother was low-key sexy. But, I mean, my God, she is a nut bar. And it's the old hot crazy scale. Like, her invasion of privacy, throwing things away from his room. And I don't know if you ever had a parent open and read your mail, but it is not cool. Plus, cutting out the faces and pictures, that's some psycho shit. The mom lies about her husband having an affair and tells Hiromi that her and Shinchiro might be siblings just to keep them apart. Like, she's awful. And we see Hiromi go above and beyond for this family, even more so because she feels indebted to them for taking her in after her family's passing. 
I mean, we see her running deliveries, doing the books for the business, cleaning the house. Like, I never see Shin washing the floors. The mother treats Hiromi terrible for something that has nothing to do with her and turns out to not even be true. Like, when she calls her easy, seeing Shin actually stand up to his mother for Hiromi, I was like, you go on, son. Screw your witch mother. It was really satisfying to see him, like, actually defend her. And I don't care about the mother's little redemption arc either. Like, oh, Hiromi, you were in an accident. Let's be nice to you now. It's like, you've tried making living here so uncomfortable for her. And then when she actually does decide to leave and move, the mom's like, oh, don't be dramatic. Come back for dinner. And she even brings her dinner to her new place. It's like, kiss my ass. None of that even comes close to redeeming your previous trash behavior. So then we get to Shinchiro's dad. I actually changed the structure in which I was going to speak about these characters. If you notice, I completely shit on the last three, so I wanted to save some positivity for last. His dad almost seems distant at times, but he is a way superior parent in contrast to the mother. He actually supports his son, knows about the picture book that he's working on, and he has an interest in seeing it when it's completed. And I might make this a little segment for future reviews, but I'm giving a quote of the series. And that's going to Shin's dad when he's like, Shin goes up to his father and says, when do you cry? And his response is just so simple but so powerful. When my heart gets shaken up. They say men don't have emotions or aren't in touch with their feelings. My man cries when he needs to. I love that moment. I thought that was really great. Now just to get into a couple nitpicks. All the long shots in this show were like 3D models. And it didn't bother me but it was just really confusing because it looked cheesy. It didn't add anything to the story or the show itself. They were just used in like transitions of locations. I almost feel like they did this to fill time and the characters in these shots looked really like a silhouette of the person on like a crosswalk sign or a public restroom. It was really corny looking, especially in a series where all the characters were drawn so well. It didn't make sense to me why they did that. The next nitpick would be during the flashback of Hiromi getting lost while she was going to the festival. She's running on a road when her sandal falls off and I don't understand why she didn't just turn around and pick it up. Like it was still light out and you're on a main road. Now, like, if it had happened while she was in the forest, I totally understand not turning around to pick it up because who's trying to get devoured by forest monsters? Not me. I would have left that sandal and kept going too. But she was out in public, like broad daylight. Like, why didn't you just turn around and pick up your sandal? And now just for some random highlights. In certain scenes, they do like this freeze frame and they change the art style and it's almost like a watercolor painting. Those were really beautiful and I'm unsure if there was a deeper meaning to them because some were done in like really nice moments. But then there was like another one where it was just like the girlfriend taking a cola out of the fridge. So I don't know if the if it was just like a nice visual effect they wanted to incorporate or if there was like a deeper meaning behind it that I missed. So if someone knows, let me know. Another small highlight is Shin's house is balling. His house was awesome. Like he has the stairs that go up to his room, his own little loft area. They have like a the brewery connected to the house. Like it's a really nice house. So now it's time for best girl waifu and harem. So best girl for me is Hiromi, and it was a tough choice because I do really like Noe, but just the history and the relationship that Shin and Hiromi have, and her intelligence, it just won me over. For me, I was like, why are you moving out when you and Shin just got on good terms? Like, you're losing some opportunity for some fun times here. But Hiromi went and got her own place that Shin can just go to whenever he wants. You know, he got they got their own little private smash pad now. I was thinking checkers, Hiromi was playing chess. Shout out to her. As for waifu status, I wouldn't call Hiromi my waifu, but if someone told me that she was theirs, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I wouldn't question it. 
And same with harem. I wouldn't put her in my harem either. All right, now it's time for final thoughts. I really enjoyed True Tears. It was a nice contained love triangle story that had me rooting for both girls to win. Each love interest is on complete opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to personality. And this show really explores the different types of relationships in an entertaining way. Never have I had a show with so many characters that I like equal the number of characters that I just could not stand. True Tears is a great romance story. So if that's something that you're looking for, I would suggest that you check this series out. All right, that's going to be it for this episode. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.